Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Bridge. Thank you. Wow. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, how many remember the first time where you were when you saw Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted's excellent. How many have seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Come on. If you haven't seen that, like, you need to get culturized. That's what I tell my kids, man. Like, this is pop culture. This was, you know, early on in the 80s, an incredible movie. And if you're not familiar with the movie, here's the whole premise. You have a phone booth, a time machine, two dudes that are cool, uh, incredible, kind of crazy teenagers. They get in the booth. They got to travel through time to pass their history report. And they pick up different historical figures through time. And they bring them back to pass their, their history test, man, and say, Deems California, alright? So, if you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. The second movie stunk, okay? Like, it's, the sequel was, alright, it was horrible. It was, it was Bill and Ted's bogus journey, and that title in itself was a self-fulfilling prophecy, okay? Um, so the third one, I have an incredible wife who loves me, and sees dorky movies with me, and uh, even saw one this last week with me that I really wanted to see, and probably one of my new favorite movies, Tenet. She came and saw with me, and uh, I was just excited that the theaters actually have new movies back. I was like, I don't even care if it's like The Grinch Stole Christmas number 18. Like, I'm going, okay? And so we went, and, and my wife, we masked it up, and we went to the movies, and and uh, I drug her with me, and I don't remember, I think there was maybe two or three people besides us in the whole theater watching Bill and Ted face the music. If you are really tired, and it's really, really late at night, and you're trying to figure out what to do sometime. This is a great movie for that, okay? It makes it more funny. You just, you know what I mean? Like, don't get sleep and go see it. I, I so enjoyed it. It's super dorky. So I kind of want to give you the, the premise of the movie because I know some of you are not going to go see it because you don't like quality films like this, all right? So uh, let me just paint the picture what happens in this one, okay? So the phone booth is back. You have Bill and Ted, Keanu Reeves. He comes out with his walker. No, I'm kidding. Um, you, have, you have these old guys now that are way older and they still haven't saved the world. So back to the first movie in the trilogy, The Excellent Adventure, they go to the future and they're, they're strumming guitars and you see the wise people of the future, you know, with the cool sunglasses. Honestly, the sunglasses look like a banana clip from the 80s. But anyway, they're in the future and they say, man, you guys are going to be the ones that unite the world. You're going to do it. And, and Bill and Ted are like teenagers like, whoa, dude. You know, like just totally crazy teens and and you don't actually ever see them doing that. The second movie, they go to both hell and heaven. Theologically, it's a mess. We'll just leave that there. And then we get into the third one. They face the music and what they find out is they still haven't created this ultimate song that is supposed to save the universe. Because, I mean, that's reality, right? Come on. And so, the thing that I love is sometimes you just need a break from reality and so we enjoyed it and they have to find this song and so you know, you see them constantly trying to figure out how do we do this? How do we, how do we unite the world? How do we, how do we find the song? And I don't know if you heard it. I know we had a couple issues there with my mic, but you know, they're saying to each other, 
Bill and Ted are going back going, hey, maybe we can steal it from ourselves in the future, you know, and they're going, well, we can't do that, that's stealing. And you hear them say, not if we steal it from ourselves, man. And so you see all these different scenes of them going to steal it from themselves. And when you think about that realistically, it doesn't really work because if they haven't invented it yet, how can they steal it from themselves? But it's, it's, you get a robot that ends up dead. I mean, just, it's crazy. It's so unrealistic. It's awesome. So, uh, that's kind of the general gist of it. However, because Bill and Ted are older, um, and they're still, they're, they're older in physicality, but not in mentality. And they're, you find them in marriage counseling, and, and they have, they have, each have a daughter now, and their daughters are the spitting image of them, and they kind of take on the new characteristics and the persona of Bill and Ted, and you watch them kind of help their dads save the world, if you will. I won't give it all away, but I, I think what's interesting about this comedy and the fact that it had to be released late with COVID in the last couple of weeks is really ironic. Because yeah, it's a comedy, it's a feel-good movie, it's a dorky, it's a low-budget movie. I love that they kind of came you know, together with the same theme from the other two. But I find it ironic and yet at the same time, God's timing perfect even in this dorky film. Let me ask you a question this morning. I don't know about you, but I am glad that I'm in the world, but I'm not a part of this world. I'm glad I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. However, if I'm going to be honest and truthful with you, sometimes I act like I am. Sometimes, and maybe it's stuff I say, or maybe it's the fact that I don't live my life that I actually am a believer. Maybe it's the fact that I don't always live my life as if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's just your pastor, maybe you guys got it all figured out, but I don't. Nor do you. Okay? We don't need a phone booth to go back in time to figure that out. We, we can figure that out together. But what I'm realizing through this time is that God has us here as spiritual beings on an earthly journey, not the other way around. We're not earthly beings on a spiritual journey. Let me say that again. We are spiritual beings on an earthly journey, okay? This is not our home, okay? This is not where our citizenship is at. You know, you might be so bent on on certain political things or so bent on other things, but yet this is not our home. America's not our home. The world's not our home. North America's not our home. Our home is if we are a Christ follower and we've been born again, if you will, or if we've accepted Christ, our citizenship is next to the Father at the right hand. In God. We're there right now. Okay? Through the Holy Spirit, you're there. It says that in Ephesians. Here's what it says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21. It says, but our citizenship, everybody say citizenship. Citizenship. Okay? Now that we all just spit on our neighbors, sorry. But our citizenship is in in earth, in the world. Oh, it's in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from where? Well, wait a second. I thought he was born to earth. Oh, that's right. He wasn't from here. Okay. Uh, from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power, where'd that power come from? Holy Spirit. That's right. Good job. That enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious bodies. It's 2020. Lowly offends me. All right. So, that was funny, and you know it, alright? It's okay to laugh. We've all been offended in the last, you know, two hours. Um, what I love about this scripture is that it's a declaration, and it's a convicting scripture to me, because what I realize is I am not always living like that. 
Sometimes not even stuff I'm saying around other people, but attitudes and a mindset that I have. You know, I, I used to poke fun at the Israelites. You know, you saw God protect them over and over again, didn't we? Like just constantly. And then what would they do? They'd whine and complain. Well, how many times has God protected us over and over again? And, and what do we, we do? We're just, we're just as bad as the Israelites, aren't we? I am, you know, or I whine and I complain and I'm like, man, God, why this? Why that? And when I look at it, I think what God has called me to do is realize my citizenship is not here. So the question I want to pose today is, if somebody off the street or somebody next week at the block party here, we're doing the block party in the parking lot here, came up to you and, and just followed you or listened to you or w- was around you in the quiet places of your home where nobody goes, the secret places of your life, what would they know about the citizenship of heaven from your walk with God? What would they know about it? But that's a scary question to think about, you know? Would, would they think we're bringing unity or, or dissension? Would they think we as Christians are bringing love or hate? Are they thinking we're bringing peace or war? And I know you, we can quote, you know, Ecclesiastes all the time. There's a place and a time for everything. But I think right now in our world, it's a time for peace. It's a time for love. It's a time for us to show unity as a Christian people, not of this world. We're in this world still. We're not of it. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? Okay? You know... Six months ago, and I don't want to spend too much time on, on COVID talk here, but let me just say this. Six months ago, we had, this place was, uh, you know, crawling. Crawl, we were talking about expanding. We were talking about, do we, do we talk to the farmer behind us about purchasing land? Do we, we looked at land in St. Francis. We no longer had enough room in our parking lot or our kids' ministry in February. It was awesome. It was crazy. And it's awesome that you're here today because I'll tell you what, it's been one step at a time since all this craziness. But I remember thinking that and dreaming vision and when things are going really, really well, it's super easy to cast vision and to dream big dreams and to think about them. If you want to talk about dreaming, listen to last week's message. But here's the deal. I think what God has been showing me is it's, it's time to dream again. It's time to continue to cast vision again. It's time to go, you know what? We're, we're passing through that. And if that didn't destroy our church, nothing will. Amen. Okay? Come on. Come on, somebody. So just in real simple terms, what I'm saying is y'all stuck with me, okay? That's, that's what I'm saying. I ain't going nowhere, all right? Like, I'm here. We're going to do this together. We're going to reach this community for Christ. I ain't going anywhere until we see this community reach for Christ, and I'm giving my life for it, and I'm asking you to join me. You better bring somebody with next week, or I'm going to have Derek kick you in the shins. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Derek, you can stand on a chair if you need to to reach their shins. Um, I love Derek. We poke fun at each other. We do that because we know everything we say to each other is true. Um, But in the last six months, we have all walked through problems. Go ahead and look to the screen. Mr. Armstrong, Mr. Hendricks, Air Mozart, Ms. Grom, Ms. Ling Loon, and Mr. Cuddy. You can bring that volume up even further, guys. Bring it up. When our dads get back here with the song that will unite the world, you guys can play it for them. Sound good? Let's get practicing. Oh. Oh, okay. Oops. I'm so sorry, great leader. Oh, oh what is oh no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Mr. 
that's, that's my favorite. You got this insecure robot in the movie, and I love it because you, you you see his personality come out. But he was created in the future to go back in time and to kill Bill and Ted. They thought maybe that would actually bring unity to the world. And here you see him annihilate all these people and Bill and Ted's you know kids, their daughters. And, and you see the robot going, "Oh no, I I didn't do what I was supposed to do." And and, and though it's funny, I think none of us knew what the last six months were going to bring in our life. None of us had a clue. If you would have gone back six months ago and said, hey, I just want you to know what the next six months are going to look like, we all would have laughed at that person, you know? Be like, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think you're crazy talking. And, and yet, here's what, one of the things that God shows me, and I, I've shared this before in the church, but I think when I look back to February, and, and we got kids galore, and thank God, can we just give a, a huge praise and a huge thank you to our kids team? We have K through 5 back today. Come on, come on. We want kids and youth to be a focus, not an afterthought in this church, always. And so uh, that's, that's a huge deal to us. But I can't look back and I go, man, that was a mountaintop experience. Everything was going really well in the church. I, I wasn't leading worship. We had somebody else leading worship. We had, you know, all these different things going on. It was like, man, nothing can go wrong. Now, if you're like me, how many when things are going really well in your life, you're just like ready for something to go? Like you just, you're like, okay, everything's going a little too good right now. I think something's going to hit the fan. Okay? You know, first of all, God forgive us to think that, you know. But then it did. And it did. And one of the things that I've realized, and God, I'm not through this yet, if I'm very honest with you. I'm on this incredible journey, bogus journey, facing the music, if you will, whatever. And that's the fact that I think we have two different experiences. And I'm kind of an all-or-nothing guy. You can ask my wife. Um, I'm, I'm all-or-nothing. It's bigger, it's small. It's, you know, go big or go home. That, that's me. And I realize there's the mountaintop experience. You know, yeah, we reached the mountaintop. Everything's awesome. It's great. We, we tackled Mount Everest. We got there. We did it. Woohoo! What grows on that mountain? Not a lot. There's, nothing grows on that mountain. Where the fruit grows is in the valley. And I think a lot of times the blessing that God brings us through isn't on the mountaintop experiences. I think it is in the valley experiences because that's where character grows. That's where fruit becomes real. That's where we realize who we are in Christ, that we can't do it on our own, that we never got to that mountaintop because of our talents, our gifts, but because of His strength and our weakness. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 33. I hope this is an encouragement to some of you this morning. Jesus' words, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Thank you, Jesus. That's a promise guaranteed by our Savior. You will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Okay? See, I'm learning that many of the problems that we see around us, they're not ours to solve. Okay? But we know the problem solver. And we worship Him. We trust in Him. We're the one that go after Him. You know, the Scripture helps me learn to walk in forgiveness. You know, I'm going to have trouble. But you know what? I have to take heart. I didn't have to overcome the world. Jesus already did. I don't have to overcome all these problems and these issues. Jesus already did. So if I just lean into Him... Then he says, Don't, there's still going to be trouble, but I get to hold on to him. It's going to be okay. You see, when we become a Christ follower, 
For some of us, we did that a long time ago. For some of you, I've got to pray with you this year to become a Christ follower. For some of you here, I hope, because we always want to be this church, I want people in our church every Sunday who aren't Christ followers. Amen? I want them to be able to be here to ask questions. I want them to bring their doubts in here. I want them to bring their heaviness. I want them to be able to come to a safe place where they can hear the gospel message presented clearly every single week. And and not by your pastor, but by your story. You see, we get into this journey that we're on. It could be an excellent adventure. It could be a bogus one. But many times our journey is based upon our own perceptions. Christ is saying, look at it through His lens, not our own. And that changes. So what if, what if we stop worrying about our own journey and say, God's got me, it's good. And we go, we need to help somebody with theirs. You know? And it's not like, oh, Pastor Chris told me I gotta preach to you. You know, I gotta tell you everything you're doing wrong. No, 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 no. Now, I'm a fisherman. God calls us to catch them, not clean them. Are you with me? Okay? We catch, we don't clean. That's up to the Holy Spirit. So what if we stop worrying and we just present our story? We present love. We present our citizenship in heaven on earth to others. You know, Satan loves to take what's beautiful and ruin it. God loves to take what's ruined and he makes it beautiful. Okay? I love that because what I realize is we've all been ruined. If you haven't been wrecked or ruined before, probably haven't learned what it means to surrender to a loving Savior yet that has your best interest in mind. might not seem like it always because those valley experiences aren't fun. But he promised they wouldn't be. He said, hold on to me during those times. Here's one of the things you can do. Derek already beat me to the punchline. Think right now. Who's somebody you can invite with you next week? I mean, when's the last time we invited somebody to church? We've kind of been surviving for a while. I want to thrive, man. You're here. We're here. Let's do this together, man. You, you know what we do. We party it well at the Bridge Church. And we want to, you know, we're putting, we're putting a couple thousand dollars into next weekend. Why? Because we've got millions of dollars to spend? No, because we believe that every person in this community has a story and God cares for them. We want their salvation story to be a part of that. That's our call. That's why we're a life-giving church. That's what we get to do. You need to invite somebody this coming weekend. Well, Pastor Chris, I'm gone. I'm not here. I don't care. Invite them. Okay? Tell them, hey, go. Get free food. Everything next weekend is completely free. We're not, we're not asking any... We're, it's not that like, oh, it's free, but here's a jar for an offering. No, we don't play that game. This is completely free. No strings attached. Okay? And for those that love football, we'll have it on in here. We want to make there no excuse for somebody in this community not to come and be part. We're, we're not even doing food trucks this year because we want it to be free for all. Okay? And so we need people to come and make community next weekend. That's up to you. That's on you. Some of you already been shared. So, who can you invite? And here, let me just share a stat and I'll play one more clip here for you. 86% of people will come to church when they're invited by a congregation member. Okay? That's like higher than the average, you know, grade I had in high school. That's 86%. Alright? So, look at this next clip. Here we go. Greetings, my excellent friends. Do we know you? If you can turn that way up, that'd be awesome. I'm Kelly. Wait, you're Rufus's daughter. I am, and I've been wanting to meet you my whole life. It must be very disappointing. Not at all. We have a problem, gentlemen. Potentially a very serious problem. About the music? About the music. They just want to talk to you. <laughs> Do 
dude, I got a very bad feeling about this. It'll be fine, Ted. They totally love us in the future, dude. are totally in trouble. I feel so bad for them. They've been doing this on their own for the longest time. Yeah, I wish there was some way we could help them out, you know? Yeah. But how? love bass man come on all right so hey all right let me just say that you, these are their daughters okay and, and they're going we gotta help them out and they sound just like their dads it's hilarious great great casting and, and what i want you to realize is in our life and our journey is this concept this morning that in this journey you don't have to do it on your own Especially even when you're inviting somebody, when you're talking to other people, oh, Pastor Chris, I'm not an evangelist, and didn't say you are, but we all have a story. Your story is so important, I want you to see that. Well, Pastor Chris, I don't have the ans- all the answers in the Bible. Oh, I appreciate you think that I do. <laughs> you know, We don't, but there's something really cool, and it's called the power of the Holy Spirit that we receive. In fact, let me read this to you in 1 John chapter 2, 27. John writes these words. He says, as for you... The anointing you receive. Now hold up a second. Do you know what anointing means? We prayed this through this morning. Anointing means crushed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm crushed. Anointing means, it's, it's actually talking about wine. It's talking about the making of wine is where the word anointing comes from. You have the grapes that are crushed together for anointing. They would spread it over to anoint people. Uh, you know, prophets, they would anoint pastors. They would anoint priests. We still do this today when we pray for people. We use an anointing oil. Well, why is this? It means you're literally crushed. It means no longer are you tip- you're not the one that has all the answers. Let's go. Let's read on. Okay, The anointing you receive from Him remains in you and you don't need anyone to teach you. Now hold up a second because that gets rid of my job. Let me explain what's happening here. In other words, he's saying anytime you get into an interaction, you don't have to have all the answers. Realize that the Holy Spirit does. And in three, you don't have to wait for the, you don't have to go to the priest or the pastor and be like, okay, wait a second. Uh, I read this in Jesus' words, but I want to make sure this lines up. No, the Holy Spirit is saying he's big enough for that. He can handle that. We just have to trust in him. You know, in fact, we teach what's known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, you don't need anyone to teach you, but as his crushing, his anointing teaches you about all things, and that crushing, that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just that it has taught you, remain in him. Why? Why do we remain in him? Because if we don't, we try to do it on our own accord. Okay, we keep trying, and we keep striving. Let me just say this, the last couple of weeks, and even today... Honestly, I don't even care if anybody gets anything out of this message. I'm literally like preaching to myself right now. Like seriously, I'm going, Chris, you need to do that. <laughs> like, Chris, you need to learn from that. Anyway, just preaching really good to myself right now. So thanks for that, that moment. Um, I believe we can help or hinder any of those around us. We realize your walk, when we remain in Him, it has influence to others. You are a walking influence always. We either hinder or we help. We never remain stagnant. So what are we doing? You and I have been giving, given the Holy Spirit to go, to invite, to talk, to preach. Not even with words, but to share our story. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life and follow His plan. 
go ahead and look to the screen. to it than that. But come on, you got Mozart and Jimi Hendrix playing together? Come on, man. It gets no better than that, you know? Throughout the movie, you see the daughters that go and they pick up historical figures like the first one, and, and they're these great musicians because they're trying to get this band together because they think, hey, if we just get this band together and we unite the world and we play the song, okay, we do that, we're going to save the universe. And so they try to they try to do this, and you see all these different you know characters come together, and I love just watching you know Hendrix and Mozart come together. Let me ask you this question. How many of you here, just by round of applause, would prefer... Rock music over classical. Okay? How many would prefer classical music over rock? Okay? How many would prefer country over rap? Well, we're going to close then. Uh, no. How, how many would prefer rap over country? Hey, we're the minority. Welcome. All right. I grew, I grew up roller skating, man, every day, okay, to hip-hop music. You can't roller skate country music. Anyway, um, how many prefer contemporary Christian music over worship music? How many prefer worship music over contemporary music? How many know that we could do this all day long and none of us ever agree on every single thing? We can agree on that. <laughs> okay? Here's what's happening. There's this healthy tension. I love this. You know, you got him playing, you got Mozart playing, you got Hendrix playing his guitar, and yet there's this tension between the two, but, you know, whoever mixed the audio, you know, in Hollywood and brought this together, it sounds incredible as they play it. And we're going to play a little bit of the song for you here in just a moment. But one of the things that I love is that to have unity, it doesn't mean that we agree on everything. It doesn't, because then, then it's a cult, okay? <laughs> like, you got to do this, you got to agree, you can't question it. Run, Forrest, run! Alright? Okay? That, seriously, if you ever go to anywhere, if, you, if, if the Bridge Church is not your home church, and you go to a different church, and they say, well, you can't question anything, or anything, run! Like, run away! Because you should always be able to question and line it up with the Scripture. Don't ever believe everything I tell you. Go back and test it in Scripture every single time. Okay? Every time. That is our foundation. 
There's this healthy tension, though. You read in Isaiah, it talks about the lion, it talks about the lamb. You know, and it's, it's really a prophecy about Jesus. The lion being the one that conquers death, and the lamb, the one slain. And yet it's a perfect example of the tension that even Jesus holds within himself for you and I. He conquers all, but he comforts all at the same time. Through him being the one that can basically decimate or or is the highest predator on the food chain, but the one that's lowly and humble and says, I'm going to give my life for them. That's salvation. That's the message. The salvation, salvation message is real simple. It's that it's not about us. You know, one of the questions that I often ask people is, you know, let's say you're standing before God someday and He asks me, why should I let you into heaven? What your answer is reveals if we understand salvation. If there is I in that sentence at all, then I don't think we fully comprehend because how good would I have to be? How much would I have to do? How much praying would I have to have? How many scriptures would I have to have memorized to make it in? And if I'm banking on that, that's scary. So I have confidence because it's not about me. It's through Him. It's through Jesus. He did it for me. Therefore, I don't have to. It's simple trust in Him. Today, you can text us, yes, if you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. You can talk to me. You can talk to Derek. You can talk to anybody here. It doesn't have to be a pastor. But don't leave here today until you say yes to Jesus. Don't click offline until you say yes to Jesus. You know, there's many things that try to divide constantly. We're we're spiritual beings, so we're constantly in a spiritual battle. When us as Christians, we're not called to divide. We're called to multiply. Now, I'm not saying have more kids, okay? I already got a lot of baby dedications I have to do, okay? COVID's been good to us. It's grown the church from the inside out. You were a little too excited about that. Uh, Thank you. I think they got that, buddy. All right. There's so many things, though, that try to divide us. Politics, music style, clothes. Okay? By the way, can I just talk about clothes? I love when my wife asks me what she should wear, thinking and knowing that I don't even have the ability to dress myself. Okay? Like, I mix two different shades of green every time, and I guess you're not supposed to. It's in the Bible, I guess. Raising kids. Maybe even your, you and your spouse don't agree on how to do that. How, how, to, how to teach. When to go back to school. When not to go back to school. Should you homeschool your kids now? Should you do the hybrid system with your kids? Should they just be all online? What about denominations? We're assemblies of God, so we got the corner on the market, right? Um, not saying we're a perfect denomination. I bet there's a lot of other great denominations too. What if we work together? What if we multiply? What about your background? We all have different backgrounds. Statuses. We all have various statuses as well. Those are all completely different. So I love what it says in Ephesians. I want you to catch this this morning if you catch anything. Paul writes this in Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 13. He says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, gave the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers... Okay? To do it all. No. Listen, this is, this is what it's about. This is church. Church 101. To equip His people, Christ's people, for works of service so that the body of Christ may be divided. May be built up. How are we doing? Are we building each other up? Are we encouraging? If, if you don't support Trump, are you praying for him? 
You don't support Governor Walz? Are you praying for him? What about the person that, you know, I'm, I read through feeds online. Some of you have done a really good job even when you disagree, but are we praying for that person? Are we loving them? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until... I love this. Catch this. Until we all reach unity in faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. How many are there? Okay, so if we're not there yet, other than Pastor Derek, then we're still called to be equipped for works of service so that we may be built up. When we arrive, then we can stop. In other words, what that said, it was when you were standing at the pearly gates and you've arrived. You no longer have to do that. In other words, we're called to do that all of our lives and all of our days. You see in the movie, I love this, once the band is collected and gathered together, one of the things that Bill and Ted do is they go through time, kind of like Santa Claus. If, if you want a real movie in reality, don't go see this, because it just it wouldn't work, you know? It still bugs me that Santa has the sack of toys and somehow gives it out to billions of children. You know, I don't know how that works. But you've got Bill and Ted, and they decide, hey, if we're going to have a song that unites the world, we're going to hand out instruments to you know, everybody in the world, worldwide, and so they get everybody an instrument. It's, you know, they're kind of like Santa Claus, and they're kind of doing this. And so, uh, I'm not going to tell you how it ends up or how it all works together, but let me just play a portion for what they think is maybe the song here together. And so I've got one more clip for you right now. Let's go ahead and play that. Two action steps for you today. Um, here's what I want you to do. You know, we're, we're called to party on, dudes, and be excellent to each other. Before that, that's obvious. Okay. One is before God sends revival. Every time there's a recipe for revival, and when I say revival, I don't mean a bunch of Christians coming together to church. I mean a bunch of non-Christians to coming together at church. Okay. That re- renewal is Christians coming together. Renewal starts before revival. For renewal to happen, one of the action steps is you and I have to repent. Ugh, it's a horrible word. What is it? You know, repent. It literally means if I'm going one way, that I turn around and I go the other way. And the thing that I'm calling all of us to do at the Bridge Church is this. Repent of any dissension in you. God, forgive me. 
there's any wayward way in me, if there's anything that I've done that hasn't taught Christian unity or hasn't shown Jesus to this world, forgive me, Lord. And then walk in a new direction. Number two action step is this. Invite the person you know that needs Christ. Invite them. Invite them. I'm asking you to... Don't, don't just be like, Oh, hey, it was a fun kind of way that Pastor Chris ended the service. No, and who... When's the last time we invited somebody to church, man? Invite them. Invite somebody with you. Okay? Invite them. If they can't come this week, and fine. Invite them a different time. Because it's not about us and, and all. It's about their story. We get to be a part of their faith journey. Okay? If they can't be here, you can't be here, join us online. Because we're going to teach salvation. We're going to teach the gospel constantly and do that. So, you know... The title of this movie is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Someday, we all will face the music, if you will. We'll all stand before God. But what I want us to realize is that if we have a fear-based journey, then we don't have it right. Let's teach and show our community that religion, if you will, is not fear-based. It's relational-based. It's faith-based. And you and I get to be that. I am, as your pastor, equipping us to do that. We're working together to do that. How are we doing that? Sunday mornings. The small groups that we have starting a week from this Wednesday. We're getting back on track because we want revival in this community. We want people to know that Jesus loves them. We want Jesus to meet people right where they need to be met. And we're going to constantly do that. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the service. I thank you for this time together. I thank you for our kids who are hanging out and, and they're looking at the movie Crudes, the Crudes today as they teach biblical lessons for them through through their at the movie series. God, may we honor you. If there's any wayward way in our hearts this morning, if there's anything that we have to repent of, God, any wayward way in us, Lord, would you show us that? Would you, as you always are, you're so gentle with us and forgiving and kind, forgive us. And then, Lord, lead us. Put, put that person on our heart that we're called to invite this week. Put that person on our heart that we're called to maybe say we're sorry to. Put our, that person on our heart that we know needs you. And we can go, we can talk to, we can be a blessing to. God, and if there's anyone here that has never accepted you as their Lord and their Savior, would they do it right now? But just by saying, Lord, I accept you. I love you. Lord, I believe in you, Jesus. And that whoever believes receives eternal life. May they follow you all the days of their life, Lord. We love you and I thank you for our time together this morning. Hey, can we just give God some applause this morning as we're on our way up? Come on, lift him up. Love you, Lord Jesus. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.